This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, this is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of Southern Fried Soccer. I'm in Chester, Pennsylvania, where Atlanta United's seven-game win streak was snapped by Philadelphia 3-1 here at beautiful Talon Energy Stadium. Uh, forgive the background noise. The stadium has some things going on here. We're in the 92.9 radio booth. I'm joined, as always, by Jason Longshore. Let me go through the housekeeping really, really quickly. Uh, with the loss, Philadelphia moves into first place with 51 points. Atlanta United remains at 48. NYCFC is playing right now. It is winning at last count. Should it win, Atlanta United will fall to third place uh, in the East with six games remaining. Uh, the goals were scored tonight by Joseph Martinez in the second minute of extra time in the first half. A beautiful goal. Uh, that was his 13th consecutive league game with a goal and his 23rd this season. The race for the golden boot with Carlos Vela and even Zlatan is still not over yet. Uh, Philadelphia answered with three goals that I think Atlanta United would probably like to have back, or at least if they weren't playing their eighth game since August 3rd, would probably have defended a little bit better. Uh, the first was scored by Brendan Aronson in the, in the 61st minute. Uh, the second was scored by Shizbelko in the 86th minute. And then Santos in the 88th minute. Um, Frank said the team's exhausted. Brad said they don't make excuses. But then, yes, yeah, said they're exhausted. Gressel said they haven't had anything fresh in a while. Uh, what, what did you make of tonight's effort and result? Yeah, it was a weird game because when you really dig into the numbers and, and you look at – you know, Philadelphia only had 11 shots. Atlanta had 14. Philadelphia had six of those on target. Atlanta had four. The Union created 10 chances. Atlanta created nine. It's it's pretty even. Um, I'll give Philadelphia a ton of credit because Atlanta made them play a different way. And, and that's been the question about the Union is can they adjust? Can they raise their game? Are they among the elite? And I think they answered in the affirmative tonight. I thought they were very good. Yeah. Atlanta was tired, and it definitely had an effect. And, you know, I agree. It's not an excuse. You, you still could have gotten out of here with three points. But you yeah. didn't. Right, right. Just to go through what um, my interpretation of, of Frank talking about, because he said when you're fatigued, you start making decisions that you normally wouldn't make. So, mm-hmm. for example, I'll go through the three on the three goals. On the first, Rometty took one touch too many instead of making a pass. Dispossessed by Jack Elliott, gave the ball to Munjajin, their best player. He had a pass over the top. Shabelko was offside. Right. So Atlanta United's defense stopped. Aronson was not offside. Ran into space, onto the ball, 
scored. Some interpretations of the rules will say that Shabelko interfered with the play because he made Guzan not slide over. He continued but on, and that's the, the challenge. It doesn't matter. It was a goal. No, it ultimately, <laughs> no I mean, it obviously it doesn't matter because it's a goal. But right. I, I think if you hadn't had a Philadelphia goal taken away in the first half for a correct offside decision, yeah. maybe you take a deeper look at this. Because Shabilko, look, they say you can't interfere, you can't make a play on the ball. Normally, referees will give you a little bit of leeway. You take a step, and you realize, hey, I'm off. He's on. I'm going to stop, and I kind of throw my hands up and, and give yourself up. Shabilko didn't do that. He really continued on for a couple of steps. He, he pushed the limit of it. Right. But Aronson was onside, and it's a goal. The second one, I think, is dead on what, what you're saying that Frank said, where Franco Escobar was just caught in between two minds of – Okay, Joseph Martinez and Pitti are stepping up high and pressing. They're they're trying to get Andre Blake to make a mistake like he had a couple times. It didn't work. They played a Kai Wagner down the left, and Escobar was back with the back line as opposed to stepping up high. Then he tried to cover that ground, and Wagner's able to play it down the line to Sergio Santos. Easy for Santos by that point in space. And then Shabilko with an outstanding finish, and that yeah. gives Philadelphia the lead. And you're done at that point. You just don't have the legs. Yeah, uh, Escobar didn't close down uh, Wagner at all. And then when it got into space, he had Santos on Lorenowitz. Lorenowitz didn't really close down uh, Santos. It was an easy, I mean, it really was a simple pass to Shabelko, who wrapped his left foot around it. Uh, it curled around Robinson. Guzan said he couldn't even see it mm-hmm. until it was past him. And then the last goal, again, Atlanta loses the ball in the middle of the field. It comes down the right this time. Two guys run into the box, one at the back post, one at the center post. Escobar wasn't close enough to Santos on the back post uh, for an easy, another easy finish uh, to put it away. Um, you know, there was a moment before both these goals when um, it was actually a misplayed pass. I think from Heinemann, he thought Joseph was going to cut off Elliott's back shoulder, and Martinez didn't. He ran to the front. And then Elliott went to chase down the ball. He saw Blake coming out. I guess he thought Martinez was closing him down and made a pass to Blake, who was right. not ready. Right. Blake had stopped his run. So then Blake has to speed up to the ball. As Martinez is bearing down on him, there's a tackle. Martinez wins the tackle. The ball bounces almost to the end line. Martinez chases up to it, tries to put the shot in from the tight angle. Can't do it. Goes down with a hurt left knee. The trainers examine him. He does eventually get back up again. And Frank said he's okay. Yeah, but had he scored contact. that goal, that would have changed the goal game. Oh, yeah. And then Heinemann had a really, just a really nice uh, chest pass off of, I don't know who hit the pass. It might have been Pitty. Um, yes, it was. And hit one toward the lower corner that Blake saved. It was a fantastic shot, a fantastic save. Um, but anyway, you know, it's the little moments. And I think that if anyone – says Atlanta United was unlucky in this game. You can say that, but think back to the past few games, and there are plenty of times when Atlanta United has gotten lucky when these moments that Philadelphia capitalized on, previous opponents had. So it all kind of evens out. Yeah, it all kind of evens out. Yeah, absolutely. The Union are a better team than than some of the opponents Atlanta's played, and that's the the number one thing to take away from this is Philadelphia is a legit contender to win the East and to be an MLS Cup. They are that good. And and Casper Shabilko said afterwards, like, they're ready for LAFC. The confidence is there for Philadelphia right now. Atlanta had moments tonight. They, if Atlanta ended up winning this match, I wouldn't have been blown away. I wouldn't have been shocked. I wouldn't have felt like it was undeserved. 
but the union were sharper in the key moments. And that's the difference between this is Atlanta's eighth game in a month, and this is Philadelphia's fifth game. And Philadelphia didn't have an Open Cup semi, an Open Cup final, and a Campiones Cup final against Club America. Yeah, it wasn't just eight games, it was stress games. Yes, three very stressful games that it added up. Escobar didn't look like himself. LGP picked up a bad yellow late, and now he's going to miss the next league match. That was probably the biggest error of the night. You mentioned Rometty, who picked up an early yellow, played pretty well after that, but wasn't himself. Gressel looked tired. It just, you weren't sharp enough. When when you had control of the game, you didn't feel like you really, truly had control of it. When Philadelphia had control of the game, they were dominant. Yep. Uh, so, Atlanta United has six games remaining, uh, starting with Columbus on September 14th, my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Amy. Yeah. Um, Columbus coughed up a 1-0 lead to Ooh. Chicago late today. Uh, they're just having just a horrific season. Atlanta United really is going to need some help. Uh, they not only have to beat NYCFC, they need Philadelphia to lose uh, or to draw or something because every team wants that number one bye. Atlanta United needs it to keep that home field advantage through the playoffs. Uh, Philly's got one of the toughest schedules down the stretch. And even after tonight where they were facing a tough team, LAFC comes in here. They had one of the three most difficult schedules left of anybody. We'll see how they handle it. I think they answered a lot of questions tonight, even without Alejandro Bedoya, which Mm -hmm. I didn't know if they could find that level without him. They did. Shabilko, top forward in this league. Fabian was good, not great. Madunyanin was outstanding as a, a number six. I thought the back line was good, even though there were a few issues at times with it. You know Andre Blake can make the big saves. This is a team that can absolutely win the Eastern Conference and be an MLS Cup. And Cravel didn't play. And Cravel was a guy who was being touted earlier this year mm-hmm. as a possible USMNT camp invitee. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're a good team, as we talked about on uh, soccer down here. Um, so we're going to keep this one short because really there's not a whole lot of talking points other than the ones that we've already hit. We're tired like the team is. Yeah, I'm, I'm really tired. I'm looking forward to not having to write anything for a few days. <laughs> um, but first, we got to say congratulations to Georgia State. Yes. That's a fantastic win. I was telling some of the guys here, I can remember covering Georgia State at Tennessee, I think it might have been 2013. Mm-hmm. And Georgia State had the ball, like, first and goal inside the five because of a Tennessee turnover or something, and they couldn't score. And, you know, you felt for them at that point. So to see them score a lot of times against Tennessee in Nayland Stadium today, I'm really happy for Charlie Cobb, uh, who's taken a lot of heat as Georgia State's AD. I, I don't understand it, but whatever. Uh, Allison George, who's been the SID for the football team for a long time. Mike Holmes. I don't really know any of the players anymore. I don't know Coach Elliott at all. I haven't covered him in a while. But um, this is a transformative Mm -hmm. victory. It could be a transformative victory for this football team and this athletics department. You take what Georgia State did against Baylor in the NCAA tournament, which is a fantastic achievement. Um, They were able to use that to, to... push across the finish line, a few things that had already been planned, but this helped. This could be that times 10. Absolutely. Because it's a sport that 
can generate so much more revenue. Mm-hmm. It's a big one. It's it's a huge win for them. It was exciting to to follow along with that as it was coming down to the wire. And before I uh, got on a plane this morning, heard Dave Cohen on with oh, and Dave uh, Cohen, Sam happy Crenshaw. for him too. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was very cool to hear Dave talk about it. And I mean, you could hear Dave's optimism about it this morning. He's like, well, Tennessee has had some moments, and they're not what they used to be. But he, it was very measured, and, and I'm sure it was a special day for him and, and for the Georgia State radio crew. So uh, if you're a Georgia State alum, uh, I'm an alum, I've got my MBA from there. Uh, but if you're an undergrad alum and you haven't really paid much attention to football, you know, spend a few minutes, go on the website, <clears throat> or go to the AJC and read our game story from there, um, and, uh, and give them five minutes of your time. I, I think that they've earned it after this one against the Vols. All right, Jason, what do you have upcoming? Uh, we will be back at it on Monday. We're not taking Labor Day off. We will have uh, overreaction Monday at 9 o'clock, and then we will be over at the Brewhouse Cafe for soccer over there from 6 to 8 p.m. Monday night. You can come hang out with us. We'll talk some Atlanta United. We'll also talk about the weekend in the Premier League. We'll talk about the weekend in Serie A. There was a wild Juventus-Napoli game today that finished 4-3. We'll get into that. We'll also talk about a big game tomorrow that a bunch of Atlanta United players will be keeping an eye on, the Super Classico in Argentina. Boca traveling to River. Uh, first match those two teams have faced off since last year's Copa Libertadores final where Pitti Martinez became a legend. And it's the only the first time of three that they'll face off this year because they're drawn in the semifinals of the Libertadores in October. So this is kind of a, a teaser for that big game tomorrow at 4 o'clock. So we'll be talking about all of that on soccer down here at 9 on Monday and soccer over there at 6 o'clock. Uh, again, you can find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Lenny United News Now. A couple of news items that I, I should have shared at the beginning, but I'm tired. Uh, Ezekiel Barco is not going to go to Argentina with the U23s. Joseph Martinez is okay. Julian Gressel said he's been playing uh, banged up for a little bit, but he's going to be fine. Uh, don't pay any attention to the team graphics when the lineups come out. I go through this every game. Just don't pay attention to them. Look at the names, but not the formation. I'm getting tired of having to respond to that tweet over and over and over again. Uh, so that's me being grumpy. Uh, <laughs> Can I give one more shout out? Sure. Bienveni Kanakimana called up to the Burundi national team. Um, he's played with their youth national teams. He's had a great couple of months for Atlanta United, too. Um, he's on loan. There is an option to purchase his contract. The development of him has been really fun to see with the twos. There's two matches for Atlanta United, too, over this break at home at Kennesaw State. Wednesday night and Saturday night. If you're looking for live soccer and you want to see some of the next generation, because Kanakamana will be away during that time. Bellows away with the U17s at their last camp before a World Cup. George Campbell. Campbell's with the U20s. So you're going to see some academy I'm, players factor in the, over this next week. And Miles Robinson is with the U.S. Men's National. Yep. Uh, his first call up. Um, and, of course, Barco was supposed to go to Argentina, but now that's... Brad Gazam, U.S. National And Brad Gazam with the U.S. Men's National, too. Uh, so, anyway, again, Doug Robertson. Follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC. Uh, Atlanta United, seven-game win streak snapped by Philadelphia 3-1. to one. 
uh, here at Talon Energy Stadium in Chester, Pennsylvania. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces, as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.